live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. gentlemen welcome to live from america you know where you are it's 11 a.m eastern time and you are locked and loaded right here on the best news network there is lfa tv and i am your ever so humbled god fearing god loving host of the show jeremy harrell the hip-hop patriot and as always we're broadcasting live from the live free or die granite state of new hampshire and it is a pleasure to be here with you guys. I have got one heck of a show lined up for you. What a great morning it was. If you did not see Rise Up, then you missed my testimony, and it was rough. But we got through it. And then, of course, we went to Ungoverned with Sean Farish and the great Brennan, and now here we are on Live from America. And next, we've got Unafraid with Mike Crispy. And apparently the most based producer in the game, but we know for sure that we've got the most based audience in the game and that's with all of you so thank you guys for being here uh, as promised we got a large show lined up for you today we're going to be talking about trump's new statement about world war three we're going to be ta- we're going to be talking with trump's um one of his personal attorneys christina bob uh she's also got a new book out so we're going to be talking about that the 2020 election and moving forward to the 2024 election and how she may be involved we are still fasting on this beautiful fasting friday We've got about eight hours left to go, so if you guys are still joining in on that with me, thank you very much for sacrificing with me as we pray for this Jesus revolution to go throughout the country, into our schools, into the January 6th gulag, and much, much more. We've got winners to tell about at the end of the show. we got some winners of some prizes. We're going to be talking about how Apple and iTunes have already nuked that Trump and J6 song. So much to pack into one hour. I don't know if we're all ready for it, but I know Eli's ready. I know I'm always ready. The question is, are you guys ready? That's the real question. So uh, right now, since in, in the honor of having um, uh, Trump's attorney here today, Christina Bob, uh, we're going to go to a, a statement that Trump made that's about three and a half minutes long about World War III. Let's go there now. <clears throat> we have never been closer to World War III than we are today under Joe Biden. A global conflict between nuclear-armed powers would mean death and destruction on a scale unmatched in human history. It would be nuclear Armageddon. Nothing is more important than avoiding that nightmare. We will avoid it. 
but we need new leadership. Every day this proxy battle in Ukraine continues, we risk global war. We must be absolutely clear that our objective is to immediately have a total secession of hostilities. All shooting has to stop. This is the central issue. We need peace without delay. In addition, there must also be a complete commitment to dismantling the entire globalist neocon establishment that is perpetually dragging us into endless wars, pretending to fight for freedom and democracy abroad, while they turn us into a third-world country and a third-world dictatorship right here at home. The State Department, the defense bureaucracy, the intelligence services, and all of the rest need to be completely overhauled and reconstituted to fire the deep staters and put America first. We have to put America first. Finally, we have to finish the process we began under my administration of fundamentally reevaluating NATO's purpose and NATO's mission. Our foreign policy establishment keeps trying to pull the world into conflict with a nuclear-armed Russia based on the lie that Russia represents our greatest threat. But the greatest threat to Western civilization today is not Russia. It's probably, more than anything else, ourselves and some of the horrible USA-hating people that represent us. It's the abolition of our national borders. It's the failure to police our own cities. It's the destruction of the rule of law from within. It's the collapse of the nuclear family and fertility rates like nobody can believe is happening. It's the Marxists who would have us become a godless nation worshiping at the altar of race and gender and environment. And it's the globalist class that has made us totally dependent on China and other foreign countries that basically hate us. These globalists want to squander all of America's strength, blood, and treasure, chasing monsters and phantoms overseas while keeping us distracted from the havoc they're creating right here at home. These forces are doing more damage to America than Russia and China could ever have dreamed. Evicting this sick and corrupt establishment is the monumental task for the next president. And I am the only one who can do it. I'm the only one that can get the job done. I know exactly what has to be done. And he does. He always knows exactly what has to be done. So that's Donald Trump on World War III. And you know what I love about these little statements that he's putting out? These Actually, they're not little statements. These major statements that he's putting out. He's the only one declared or, 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 or even undeclared, but possible, who has a plan. Nobody has a plan. Trump has a plan. The GOP will lie with whoever they put up and tell you they have a plan, but they're lying. Trump has an absolute, actual plan, and we're going to get behind him because we're Big Bang MAGA here, baby. We're Big Bang MAGA. How many of you wearing green today? Of course, you guys see me decked out in green for St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. To each and every one of you, I'd like to go to the verse of the day today, which I said, pray for one another, pray for all. We're going to go to 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 8. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. For kings and all who are in high positions, 
that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, Christ Jesus, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire then that in every place that men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger and without quarreling. It then goes on to talk about a woman's role not to be a teacher in church and, and, and so on and so forth. But that part really got to me because it's, we are supposed to be praying for everybody, right? How many of you actually pray for your enemies or the ones that seem to hate you? I know a lot of people will say, I do, but they really don't. It's not easy. I'll give you that. To actually sit down and pray for drag queen pedophiles and or corrupt politicians that want to lie to the public every day so that they can enrich themselves with taxpayer dollars is one of the most difficult things to do. What about human and sex traffickers or the MS-13 gang members who torture people for fun? God wants all his creation to turn to him in whatever capacity that is. We are the light of the world, not the darkness. The only way to eradicate darkness is light. So why do we fuel their fire of hate? The easy answer is that it's our natural instinct of the flesh. I asked my brother-in-law the other day if he would rather administer pain on a pedophile and then oversee his execution, or would he rather have the pedophile realize his sinful ways, drop to his knees and accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, and spend the rest of his life doing the good works of God? Of course, he chose the latter. Imagine if the disciples completely rejected the claims of Paul, formerly Saul, that he had been saved. Imagine if they just killed him for killing them. Well, we wouldn't have nearly two-thirds of the New Testament, would we? We must pray for the evil and the corrupt because that is what Jesus would do. If people never prayed for me when I was bad, I wouldn't be saved. Let's remember that daily and let's pray in his holy name. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Please remove your hats. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It's not easy, folks. It is not easy, but we have to do it. We have to do it because that's not only what Jesus did, but that's what Jesus informed us that we should do. So if you haven't done that, I suggest maybe start doing it because it is the only way that we achieve absolute joy and absolute peace. All right, let's get into the first and foremost section. But before we do, I would like to let you guys know that I released $500 out of the Slurp Fund for Cindy Ward last night. 
desperately needed it to fix her car. So we, I called her last night, and we released $500 from the Slurp Fund account last night for Cindy Ward. I will always tell you what we do with the Slurp Fund money because that is your money, and you should know where it's going. So we released $500 more, and we also sent the uh, $2,160 that we raised for Grammy Love Karen Ma as well. So... As we get ready for the first and foremost section, do not forget to download the LFA TV app. It's very simple. You can go to your mobile app store or you can go to LFATV.us and this pops up and you can click one of those QR codes and it'll take you right to the app. Download the app today so that no matter what happens, we can always stay connected. Okay, who's ready for the first and foremost section? I know I am. I know you are. It is St. Patty's Day. No, there's not booze in this cup. It's always rise up coffee for me, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get this first and foremost slip in, uh, slurp in so we can get this section done and then bring on Miss Christina Bob, who is Trump's personal attorney representative of uh, especially what happened in Mar-a-Lago and an author of a new book. We'll talk about that today. Here we go. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let's get right to it. Apple and iTunes. Apple and iTunes just nuked song by Trump and the January 6th prison choir after weeks at number one. Now, if you downloaded this song already, you have this song still. Apple and iTunes just removed Justice for All, the song that President Trump collaborated with the January 6th prison choir from all their platforms. Trump White House official Cash Patel, who released the Justice for All music video on March 10th, Called, the, called attention to Apple's removal of the song by saying the following on True Social. Apple iTunes just pulled down Justice for All across all their platforms. Yes, you read that right. Tim Cook throttled the number one song in the country because they hate Trump, they hate J6, they hate free speech. And remember, all net proceeds going to the charity. So now Apple is anti-charity. True Social, it's time to combine voices and for Voltron. More details coming shortly. Still up on Apple or Amazon Music. Go buy it there now. Every night for over 750 days, the January 6th political prisoners sing the national anthem at 9 p.m. from their jail cells. We all know this. We've heard it. We've seen it. We've joined in on it. So many people have been outside the jail during this time doing candlelight vigils as well. These prisoners have been held prisoner, uh, held captive, held hostage by Joe Biden, by Merrick Garland, and if you ask me, by Congress themselves, because they have the absolute power to do something about this. I'd like to thank Clee Sully, and I would also like to thank um, Dana, and I'd also like to thank Dodie for the uh, money donated uh, in, in the name of Eli for the story that we told this morning. Thank you. The duet featured the president and the January 6th prison choir, and it reached number one on iTunes, topping the 100 list on March 11th, booting pop star Miley Cyrus off the coveted immediately after coveted spot immediately after its release. The J6 uh, prison choir, a group of men who were convicted after pro- uh, protesting the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Um, are featured in singing Justice for All, the Star Spangled Banner from jail. Trump has heard um, in clips reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. We've heard that as well. Great song. The song climaxes with inmates chanting at the end, USA, USA, USA. Now, the January 6th prison choir reportedly requested Trump record his audio for the track. He agreed and recorded the audio at his Mar-a-Lago residence. Now, the great thing about that is how many other candidates, presidential candidates who are declared or undeclared um, and who may be running, how many of them do you hear 
uh, doing something for the January 6th prisoners. As a matter of fact, not only do I hear them doing nothing for the January 6th prisoners, but I, I don't even hear them um, uh, acknowledging that they exist. They want to stay far away from them. They won't even acknowledge that they exist. They won't speak to them by name. They won't even say the January 6th prisoners. And if they do, it's in a capacity of which they are supporting the fact that these people are locked up because they don't want to be insurrectionist sympathizers. They are weak. They are cowards. They have no backbone. They are surely not people like Christina Bob, who will be coming on next. They are surely not people like Donald Trump. So I don't care who the nominee uh, you think the nominee is going to be or who you're going to get behind. If they are not trying to help out the January 6th prisoners, then they are not right for president. And I will say that over and over and over again. Now, the money raised from that song, which was on sale for $1.29 on iTunes, will reportedly go to the families of the J6 political prisoners. Or will it? I don't know. Will iTunes steal that the way PayPal did? Not sure. That remains to be seen. Trump, who announced his re-election bid back in November, maintains that he would consider very strongly and very favorably pardoning all of the January 6th defendants if and when he returns to the presidency. So, ladies and gentlemen, outside of getting a change of venue, which we will talk to Miss Christina Bob about that in just a little while, this might be their only and best choice is to have Donald Trump, uh, or chance, I should say, is to have Trump pardon them when he gets in there. And, and, and not only is Trump not afraid to talk about the January 6th people, not only is Trump not afraid to do something for the January 6th people, but Trump also has the backbone to say, I will pardon them. That is the kind of courage that we need in the White House. That is the kind of courage that we need in real leadership. Somebody who knows what he's going to get for saying what he says and still comes out and says that to the, to the American people because he knows it's right, he knows it's the right thing to do, he knows they're getting screwed over, and he's going to do something about it. That is what I love about that man. That man is about as real as his son who walked right over to us at CPAC and said, hey, I don't only have 60 seconds for you, let me give you 10 minutes. Those are the kind of people that we need leading this country. People that will roll up their sleeves and get into the thick of it right along with the rest of us. And nobody, and let me repeat that again, nobody, not your favorite governor in, 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 uh, in Florida, not your, not your favorite uh, ex-ambassador, uh, Nikki Haley, not uh, Mike Pompeo, definitely not Mike Pence. There is nobody. Nobody on this planet that you could name to be right to me right now, whether you love Trump or hate him, that could... Um, that could match that kind of loyalty, that could match that kind of enthusiasm and match that kind of awareness and have their finger on the pulse of America like Donald Trump does. It isn't only because we like the way that he's not a coward and the way that he stands up for us and the way that he stands up against the, the mainstream media. It has to do with integrity, period. Integrity in every shape and every form. You know what I'm saying? There, the other people that are potential candidates, they, don't even, they couldn't even put themselves in the same realm of that integrity. Patriot Donnie just donated $500 to this cause, ladies and gentlemen, to the January 6th prisoners. Now, when, when Patriot Donnie does that, I have to remember, Eli, can you write down 500 for J6? So we have to figure out a way to put that towards J6 somehow, some way, shape, or form. Okay? So thank you, Patriot Donnie, for doing that. You're always coming through for people who really need it, and we appreciate that. So now let's move on from that. Let's move on to that loser, that crackhead, that Parmesan-smoking scumbag who we are investigating right now 
to get to the bottom of what him and his family are doing. You guessed it right. You, I think I know his name. It rhymes with... Uh, well, By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Yeah. Where's Hunter? Well, Hunter Biden, if you want to know where he is, he's busy filing lawsuits. He just filed a lawsuit against the Delaware repair computer repair shop owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, who gave Hunter's laptop to the media. But guess what? I don't understand what you think you're going to get out of this, Hunter. There was a contract signed. I mean, I don't know if the crack is still, you know, messing with your brain. Maybe you're overseas right now with an underage Asian girl. I don't know. But I don't know what you must be thinking outside of the fact that this is a stall tactic. That's what you need to do. So that's exactly what's going on here. Let me read the story and then let me give you the stall tactic. Now, the story is written by Joseph Weber, but he's absolutely right with what he says. The suit alleges that owner John Paul Mac Isaac illicitly distributed Hunter Biden's personal data. We know that to be false. There's no illicit about it. He owned the material. It belonged to him. He could do whatever he wanted with it. He could dance with it. He could sing with it. He could smash it. He could set it on fire. He could literally make a blog out of every single sentence that was in it and release it piece by piece and slow drain it so that everybody else in the world just saw it over and over. He could have done whatever he wanted with it. He could have married it. for the, He could have he said, I identify as this Hunter Biden laptop if he wanted to. That's how much it belonged to him. So the lawsuit was filed today against owner of Delaware computer repair shop owner. And I mean, for giving the New York Post a laptop, um, which basically exposed uh, Joe Biden's son's business, all of it. The lawsuit claims that shop owner John Paul Mac Isaac illicitly distributed Hunter Biden's personal data and accuses him of six counts of invasion of privacy, six counts. Of what? Invasion of privacy. How's that going to happen? He owned the computer after 30 days. According to the suit filed in the Delaware district. Well, of course it's filed there. Of course it's filed there. Because they know they can get every scumbag, corrupt judge in that area um, to side with them. But it isn't going to go. Folks, it isn't going to go anywhere. It is. And it's the laptop is everywhere. We have the laptop. Everybody has laptops. I don't have the, re- I don't have the entirety of the laptop, but Matt Gates has the entirety of the laptop. And so does everybody else. So really, what are you going to do? It's a stall tactic. It's to try to uh, tie up everything around the computer in what they call investigation, which we've been investigating for two years. But once it's tied up in litigation, and once it's tied up in investigation, well, then they have uh, ways doors that they can open and say, well, we can't go there. Well, you can't have access to that. Well, you can't look at that. Well, we can't let these people have access to it. All it is is a stall tactic because they know that they're guilty and they know that they have no right, zero right, to say that this guy in any way, shape, or form illicitly distributed the content. The contract was signed. After a certain amount of time, this property becomes mine. Okay, get back in the crack mobile. I got hookers to attend to. And just ran off. So he owns everything, Hunter. So again, I will talk to Christina about this when she comes on. She is definitely far more of a, uh, a uh, you know, in tune with the, the legal system than I am. Uh, but uh, it's definitely important that we bring it up. So before she comes on today, I'd like to go. And since it's St. Patty's Day, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's only fitting that we talk about field of what? Greens. Yes, green. But check it out, folks. There's a new kind. I'm so excited. Field of Greens Strawberry Lemonade. Get it to me now. 
Oh, send it to me now, ladies and gentlemen. I got to I gotta get that strawberry lemonade field of greens. I'm also sending uh, Cindy Ward uh, a field of greens today as well. But look at this now. They've got the regular. They've got the wild berry, the lemon lime. They've got the raw, so there's no stevia in it. And they've got the strawberry lemonade. And like 2 Corinthians 7.1 says, Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and the spirit, perfect holiness out of reverence for God. Folks, there's no way to stay positive. There's no way to stay focused when you're constantly down, constantly depressed, constantly sick, full of toxins, because when your body goes, your mind goes, and when your mind goes, your spirit goes. It's a domino effect. If you want the true uh, symbiotic relationship between mind, body, and spirit, well, then you've got to put in good stuff. You know that, you know that old saying, garbage in, garbage out? Well, Stop with the garbage in, put good stuff in so that the good stuff can purify and get the garbage out. It's kind of like spreading the gospel, if you think about it. It's kind of like spreading the gospel. So, ladies and gentlemen, I can get you 15% off your first order by going to Brickhouse Nutrition's fieldofgreens.com. That is fieldofgreens.com. Um, I just want to make sure that everything's all right here. We got our guest coming up. Uh, and, and, and by the way, if you, um, if you use the promo code LFA and you get that 15% off, you can then use the, um, you can use the reoccurring order, like, cause everybody loves it. And then you can get that same price, uh, all the way across. So check it out. Fieldofgreens.com. Now, before we bring on our next guest, I do want to highlight, uh, her new book. So we're going to bring that up right now. It's called stealing your vote. Let's pop that up on the screen. If we can stealing your vote, the inside story of the 2020 election, and I don't know, you know, we know a lot of people, folks, who have been digging and digging and getting everything they can on this 2020 election since the night before the election, but Christina Bob has truly, truly been um, in the thick of it the entire time, on the front lines, wearing the armor of God, unapologetic at what she finds, because it's the truth, and uh, this book is available now, it's Stealing Your Vote, Christina Bob, introduction by Mr. Steve Bannon. So having said that, folks, uh, let's go ahead and bring on our guest now. She's no stranger. You guys know her. You guys know her uh, probably from, I don't know, everywhere. Every time I see her, she's, she's uh, every time I, I look for her, she's on something else. She's on another show. She's talking about what's going to happen in the 2020 election, what's going to happen in the 2024 election. She's no stranger. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Christina, Bob, Christina, how are you today? Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. I've been wanting to have you on for quite a while, so it's great to uh, to finally have you here. You're uh, definitely no stranger to the audience, so they're going wild in there. There's thousands of people in here that have been waiting. Um, I'd like to get right to the bottom, right to the to the to the nit and gritty of everything. Um, before we go back to the 2020 election, we've got to talk about Mar-a-Lago because we've never <laughs> spoken to you about Mar-a-Lago, but it just seems to be it's like what happened. Where is it? It was the talk of the town, yeah. right? Every, oh, Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago, pictures everywhere, stuff strewn about, right? But all of a sudden, we don't hear about the special master. We don't hear about the special magistrate. We don't hear about the documents. We don't hear about Mar-a-Lago. We don't hear about any of it anymore. What happened? Yeah, Joe Biden actually committed the crimes that they were trying to accuse Donald Trump of. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, Donald Trump is covered by the Presidential Records Act. It doesn't matter if they're classified documents or not. That's a red herring on this issue. He was the president of the United States. He took documents with him from the White House to Mar-a-Lago. It's secure. It's, it's secure in a number of different ways, but certainly by the Secret Service. So there's 
there's no issue there. They were trying to create something. The problem that they have, which is why I think it's gone a little quiet in the press anyway, is that Joe Biden actually did take classified documents that he wasn't supposed to have. He wasn't the president. He wasn't uh, covered by the Presidential Records Act. And now they have to kind of juggle this hypocritical stance that they've taken. And so I think the media, they're all trying to figure out what they're going to do. I think they're hoping Jack Smith comes up with some Hail Mary and then they'll run with that story. But until they figure out what their story is, they can't really say anything about it. Yeah, no, they can't. And, <laughs> and, I, and I just think I just think it's funny that when they knew that there was nothing they were actually going to do about it, but have a 24 hour hit piece for, you know, two months when they knew that there yeah. was nothing, there was real. And all of a sudden, Mike Pence and Joe. Biden, oh, we got classified <laughs> documents, too. Let's let's muddy the waters a little bit and let's just get yeah. everybody's classified. There was no real bearing on that. It was just a way to muddy the waters do you agree with no, that a little bit a hundred percent and i actually think the mike pence thing is a little bit funny because no one was even talking about mike pence like nobody cares what <laughs> mike pence is doing and he kind of jumped up and was like i have classified documents too and it's like yeah. thanks no one cares yeah he's like hey i was a vice president too why guys what about <laughs> me what about me well yeah <laughs> your legacy is destroyed sir um yeah. so okay so just quickly on 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 the uh back end of that do you see this going anywhere, actually going anywhere other than the crap that's already gone on? Is it, is it over with pretty much? Are they, are they dead in the water with this? I don't know. I don't see a crime. Like all of the information that I have leads me to believe that this is a big nothing burger, yeah. but I have no idea what they're trying to concoct out of this. I mean, he, he lawfully had the documents. He was cooperative. I mean, is, as far as I know, there's nothing there, but I mean, you're not, there wasn't anything there on crossfire hurricane. There wasn't anything there on Ukraine, at least not as to Donald Trump. There wasn't anything there on January 6th, but you know, they do what they do. So I don't know what they're going to do, but what I'm saying is that there's not actually a crime there. I don't, I don't believe. No, no, there isn't. There definitely isn't. And if there was, he'd be locked up right now. You know that for sure. If there was an actual crime, Donald Trump would not be putting out statements about stopping world war three. Um, (laughs) so going back to the 2020 election, we all know what happened. It's, we don't need to rehash that. We know it's, we know we've had to fight two battles, right? We've had to fight in arrears and we've had to fight for the future. And we've kind of been fighting for two and a half years to try to get to the bottom of that. Uh, yeah. which we think we have, but then stop that from happening again. And you've got so many Debbie Downers, you know, and I know it's, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not mad at them. It's a little frustrating when I say nothing's ever yeah. going to happen. Nothing's, I get sick of seeing it, but I understand their pain because they don't see in their minds how it could possibly be that we can fix it from happening mm-hmm. again. If all these same characters and actors are still in these positions, and, and no matter how much you try to reassure them that we're going to get ahead of it, we're going to do what we've got to do where it's legal, we're going to play the same game, we're going to get ahead of them, uh, it's still really hard for people to say, well, I'm not voting because it's just going to happen again. Can you kind of can you kind of chime in there for me, please? Yeah, no, I get that too. I'm sure you and I probably have the same followers and you know, we're, we're running in the same circle, yeah. so I probably get the same people that you do. But yeah, that's a it's a disheartening uh, approach. I understand why people feel that way. It's just way too early to feel that way. Yeah. And actually, in Stealing Your Road, the book I wrote, I, I get into that a little bit comparing 2020 to 2021. You know, you've got the Virginia, New Jersey races in 2021, which was just one year after 2020. And Virginia showed it can be cleaned up. And New Jersey showed it takes work. I mean, that's the conclusion. Virginia did it. New Jersey didn't. And then we had 2022 where everybody else followed New Jersey's lead. So it can be done, but we have to get everybody involved. And the difference in Virginia 
was that they had the Loudoun County School Board issues. They had the FBI declaring parents domestic terrorists. Uh, you know, they had a critical race there. They had so many parental rights issues in Virginia in 2021 that like all of the parents in Virginia were just like, I don't care what it takes. I'm working the election. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be a part of the process. I don't care if the FBI calls me a domestic terrorist. I'm going to secure our elections. And they did. They had a result on election night, and it was a favorable win for conservatives against all of this woke craziness that liberals were trying to push in Virginia. And, and so it can be done. People go, oh, look at 2022. Yeah, there were still problems in 2022. It doesn't mean it can't be cleaned up. It right. means we need everybody involved. Yeah. That was the sole difference in 2021 was there was a massive amount of people involved in Virginia. And we need that for 2024. Yeah, it's power in numbers, right? It's many hands mm -hmm. make light, light work. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, we've got that echo chamber, the running around in circles that you and I were just talking about of people yeah. that are like dedicated. They're going to do whatever it takes. But it's the casual... Did the election get stolen? I don't know. I've heard it got stolen. I don't care if it got stolen. It's those yeah. people who are never, you know, we got to get them involved. And the only way to get them involved is to get them to understand what's actually happening. You know, people yeah. probably get sick of me saying, share our show, share our show, share our show. It's not so that I can see the views and likes go up. It's so that people can hear this stuff, you know, and, and since the mainstream media won't talk about it, they won't give solutions. They won't tell them, instruct them on how they can get involved because so many people just go, well, I don't know how to get involved. I'm not a politician. Right. And it's like, you don't have to be a politician to get involved. All you have to do yeah. is go to your local school board meeting and find out what's going on and vote. All you have to do is, yeah. you know, become a precinct, uh, you know, a, a precinct selector or something say, like that. Yeah. Precinctstrategy.com. Yeah. Go there, get involved with that group. They're in every single precinct, not just county, every single precinct, precinctstrategy.com. Get involved with them. And it may be that you don't become a committeeman, which is their goal. You don't have to just become a committeeman, although if there's committeeman positions open, do that. Yeah. But at least they'll help you learn the process and figure out what's going on in your specific precinct, what needs to be done. Because it's going to come down. We, you know, we waited for two years for the legislative approach and for the top-down approach of our leaders to suddenly see the light and change their ways. And of course, that didn't happen before 2022. So this has to be a grassroots movement. It's got to come from the bottom up, and it's got to come from everybody getting involved to secure their local precinct. So and you're 100% right. So moving forward, we get into this 2024 uh, election cycle. One thing that scares me, because we have two years and we have – um, state legislative sessions that are going to happen. One thing that scares me is ranked choice voting. Yeah. How? Yeah, it's bad. I mean, don't don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. do it. But how do we get? How? Because there's so many people that are like, my state is like moving towards us. You got Missouri talking about it. Yeah. You got other states talking about it. Outside of calling your congressman a thousand times for them to never call you back, I mean, is there right. any way that we can get ahead of ranked choice voting so that we can at least? Uh, play on the level playing field is the ballot harvesting so we don't have to worry yeah. about this thing now you know yeah we'll definitely call not just your congressman but your state and house because it's the state representatives and the state senators that are going to be making that decision for your state right uh i would imagine many americans don't even know who their state reps are or who their state senators are because everybody focuses on u.s senators and right. congressmen right so look up who your state rep is and who your state senator is and yes call them every day email them every day uh, i mean they're the ones that are making the decision and so Con contact those that represent you specifically. And if they're not supportive of ranked choice voting, donate to their campaigns, you know, do whatever you can to 
help them accomplish what they're trying to do. If they are in favor of ranked choice voting, get involved in an organization in your area that you can kind of combine forces and put more pressure on them to shy away from that. They really need to know how many people in their districts or you know, in their precincts, in their counties that they represent. They need to know how many people do not want ranked choice voting. It is very, very bad for really for everybody. It's a way that liberals control elections. So make sure state house, state Senate, make sure they all know you do not want it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Ranked choice voting is, I mean, you're right up there with the corruption of dominion and the ballot harvest. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably worse because it ensures that losers win. Yeah. It legalizes cheating basically is what it does. It would mean that it it would mean that no Republican would ever win ever again in most of the country. That's what it would mean. Look what happened in Alaska. They're trying it in Maine. They want to do it in Missouri. It's like, we got to stop it. We got to get ahead of it now. Uh, that's that's a big thing that we've been focusing on is the ranked choice voting, but also the uh, the voting rolls, yeah. right? The Eric systems, yeah. the voting yeah. rolls. We got to get those new voting. You know, so many states now, what, four states, five states have gotten rid of Eric for that's this. Wonderful. Uh, so we, good to know. Contact your secretary of state. Same thing. Contact your secretary of state. Let them know you want them to pull out of Eric. Uh, make sure your state's not involved in Eric. And yeah, it, it's the same thing. You've got to put pressure on your elected officials. And sorry, just real fast on the ranked choice yeah, voting yeah, go ahead. issue. I know Heritage Action is doing some really good work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to the Heritage Action where they, you know, they they have their effort for co- basically combating ranked choice voting, um, I know that they're doing some good work on that. So you can go there and get some more information and figure out what they're involved in. But um, yeah, let your secretary of state know, pull out of Eric. So there you go, folks. So it's, if, if we're talking about voter rolls, we get to the secretary of state of your state. If we're talking about ranked choice voting, it is your state representatives, your state senators, your legislature in the state. doesn't even hurt to, to, to reach out to the governor's office too. I mean, the yeah, more call them all on everything. Yeah. You know? you know what we do actually, Christina, and we got to be really careful about it because in my state I can do it. Uh, but what we do is we'll call congressmen, you know, U.S. congressmen, we'll call state representatives, we'll call senators uh, live on the show. So we'll, oh, ju- nice. we'll just call their office live, whoever we get, they're on the line. So again, you have to be careful with that in some states. My state, you can do it, just a one party, you know, one party. Yeah. Uh, but, but we do it all the time, and sometimes we catch them like, you know, oh yeah, yeah. by the way, by the way, you're live right now. And they're like, you know, so, you know, talk about holding people accountable. Are you going to be... Now that he has uh, announced his, that he's running for president, are you going to be involved uh, in any way uh, helping Trump in 2024, whether it be from a legal standpoint or be a campaign standpoint? Have he, has he asked yeah. you? Are you going to be a part of it? Yeah, I actually am. I am officially, the night he announced, I officially transitioned from Save America to the Trump 2024 campaign. I'm an attorney uh, working the election integrity efforts for the campaign, as well as the grassroots director. So I'm excited to... As a grassroots director, I should be all over the country, hopefully getting in to interact with many of you on the ground in these states, because this is going to be a grassroots campaign. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm in New Hampshire, okay? All of our hosts are all over the country. We've got, you know, 10 shows a day, all day long on this network now that we exclusive with Rumble. But I'm in New Hampshire, and this is a big battleground state for primaries, obviously, the way we do things here. Yeah. So when you guys come to New Hampshire, 
uh, I mean, I'll know uh, that you guys are coming, but we'll have to we'll have to make sure that we reach out to each other because I can help yeah, in, sure. in tremendous ways. And of course, we've got the great Heather Mullins uh, of Real America's yes. Voice News, and she's here as well in New Hampshire. So we kind of we kind of tag team those efforts. Before you go, talk a little bit about your book and where people can get it, because if you guys want to know all about the 2020 election and how it was stolen, and all that great book. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and, and, and plug that now and, and get people to uh, to know where they can get it at. Yeah, thank you. It's called Stealing Your Vote, the Inside Story of the 2020 Election and What It Means for 2024. Uh, it really is my investigative report. You know, I was a reporter at the time and I just go through, it's a first person account. It's more uh, narrative. It's not academic. So I, you should be able to get through it. My favorite compliment that I get is that it's very easy to read. So uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. But I, I, yeah, I just go through and disclose everything that I uncovered or, you know, the folks that did uncover it in my interviews with them and tell you, I think I covered 12 states and what we need to do to, to make that change. Well, I'm going to Oh, and you can get it. Sorry. You can get oh, yeah. it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever it's sold. You can go to christinabob.com. There's a link there. It'll take you to Amazon. Uh, you can get it everywhere. Yeah, well, we're going to get it. We're going to get it here. We're going to get it because what I want to start doing is like important books like this. Like, you know, it's it's one thing to have somebody come on and, hey, I wrote a book. Hey, everybody go check out this book. But books like this, like when you get so deep into the election and, and yeah. you're investigating, I think it's important for people to read. So what we're going to do here is we're going to start getting, you know, the people that ha come on that have these kind of importance, uh, you know, that they've written this kind of important of a book. And we're going to start going through them on lives. You know what I mean? Like sections. And we're going to have people oh, come cool. in that way because nobody ever is just, hey, send this book to them. They're going to read it. Yeah, right. But if we go through it on a live video and we go through important sections of it, then all of a sudden it opens people's eyes to it. So with your permission, once I get it, we'll do that if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, Christina, thank you very much. And uh, I know that the... Thousands of people that are watching right now, they're all very appreciative that you gave us your time, but more importantly, that you're going to be going into this fight and it's going to be a dog fight. So we'd like to pray for an armor of God to be put around you and that you've got heavenly energy and stamina and that uh, you've got what it takes to get uh, to get through this next one, because like Trump said, this may be the last fight. So we, yeah. we appreciate you and we love you and we would love to have you come back. Thank you so much. I can't wait to come back. All right. God bless you. Thank you again. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the great uh, Christina Bob. And, of course, she's doing amazing things. I mean, you see it. I see it. We hear it. Uh, she's put it in her book. She's doing amazing things. She's one of those people that are actually putting their money where their mouth is. She's fighting. And that's all that it meant. If we can just get somebody to fight for us or fight with us, I should say, then that's half the battle. And Christina's in it for the long haul. I'm so glad she came on today. Uh, big shout out to her. Uh, before we get to the next um, – segment here, I would like to highlight and promote uh, CB Distillery because uh, because of you guys and these sponsors, I mean, I know I say this every day, but I mean, we wouldn't be able to have interviews with people like Christina Bob if we didn't have the funds to do this. We wouldn't be able to be, get involved. We wouldn't be able to get ahead of ranked choice voting. We wouldn't be able to do the things that we're doing to save this country if it wasn't for our sponsors and, more importantly, our viewers. So all we ever ask is that you give them a try, especially when it's a, when it's a company that can, like, take a dagger to the Pfizer, uh, you know, the pharmaceutical companies and Pfizer and Moderna and things like that. And most of the stuff that we have is from them. You may not realize it, but your, you know, your chapsticks and your, 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 your headache medicines and your, all that stuff, your pain meds. And as long as it's not prescription, you can get through CB Distillery. So go to cbdistillery.com. Use the promo code LFA. It is safe. It is effective. It is real. And just like Field of Greens, once you try it, you'll never go back. 
okay? And it's not really spending, you know, extra money to buy something new. It's just replacing what you already are buying. Some cases it might be a little bit more expensive, but in this day and age, I'd rather spend the extra money and, and, and sacrifice somewhere else to get a product that I know is not going to kill me or get me addicted. So go to cbdistillery.com. Use the promo code LFA. Join today. Reach down right there. See my finger right here? Ooh, boom. There's a little green, There's a little thumbs up right there. If it ain't green, then you ain't celebrating St. Patty's Day. So turn that thumb green. Share the video. We got about 14 minutes left before we get into Unafraid with Mike Crispy and producer Frankie. Let's move on. Pfizer, since we're talking about these scumbags. Pfizer, ladies and gentlemen, knew the risks of the vaccine and did not care one single bit because it's profits over everything else. Profits over people with these guys. That's why if we can stick a dagger into them any which way we can, we do it. But the best way to do it is financially because we know that without money, once you go woke, you go broke, all that stuff. Well, they've been woke and it's time to make them go broke. We've got 1,160 rumbles. Get down there and press that like button. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Here we go. Confidential Pfizer documents reveal that pharma giant Pfizer had evidence suggesting increased risk of myocarditis following the COVID-19 vaccine in early 2022. You know what's funny about that? So did we. We knew it too because we have a little thing called VAERS. And that thing called VAERS is an actual real site uh, maintained and and, and basically... um, I wouldn't say operated by, but maintained by the federal government, operated by any doctor or any hospital or any medical professional uh, who, who submits a, um, a report to VAERS. So, we, so VAERS has always been an acceptable form of, um, of reporting that we, the American people, could go to. But all of a sudden, since COVID-19, everybody says, oh, VAERS, yeah, right, that's like going to Infowars.com and getting your news. Well, first of all, thank you, Infowars is truthful. But second of all, they demonized VAERS because VAERS was telling everybody what they needed to know about the the vaccine. And Pfizer knew, and they didn't do anything about it. And the reason why and how we know is because of Project Veritas. Now, again, I will not be supporting Project Veritas anymore, but as long as they exist and they're putting out stories that are real, we're going to report on them. So let's get into this. Check it out. Quote, there is evidence that suggests... Patients who receive a COVID-19 vaccine are at an increased risk of myocarditis. Pfizer said, according to the documents obtained by Project Veritas, quote, onset was typically within several days after the mRNA COVID-19 vaccination from who? Pfizer and Moderna. And cases have occurred more often the second dose than the first dose. The pharma giant said in these documents that Project Veritas was able to obtain. So they tweeted them out. Confidential at Pfizer documents reveal the pharmaceutical giant had evidence suggesting increased risk of myocarditis following the COVID-19 vaccines. Here's the worst part, folks. The boosters. Now, you may have went and got a COVID-19 vaccine so you can save your job. You may have went and got a COVID-19 vaccine because you thought that you were at risk and you thought it was the right thing to do most of those people probably will be fine. But then you were told to get a booster. And then you started seeing the, uh, the, the, the problems start jumping like massively, huge spikes. Then they got another booster and it spiked even more. 
And once you started getting that third and fourth booster, those people are dead, dropped down, passed out, fainted, or are in the midst of dying right now, unfortunately. And they knew it. This was published, confidential Pfizer documents showing they were aware. And let's read these from each page. From page 28, it says, quote, the reasons for male predominance in myocarditis and pericarditis, pericarditis, incidents post-COVID-19 vaccination remain unknown. We move on. The pattern of cases conform, as per the label, to a pattern of myocarditis cases occurring in majority of young males below age of 29 within the first two weeks of post-vaccination. That was on page 19. Then we go to page 18. It says, since April 2021, increased cases of myocarditis and pericarditis have been reported in the United States after the mRNA COVID-19 vaccination, particularly in adolescents and young adults. Moving on, myocarditis events were defined as encounters with a billing or encounter diagnosis consistent with an ICD-10 or an SNOMEDCT code for myocarditis, which fell within two weeks of receiving the first, second, or third dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Then it goes on to say incident rates of myocarditis were measured for each vaccine dose with a denominator signifying the total number of patients receiving that dose and a numerator signifying the total number of patients meeting the above criteria for an encounter of myocarditis following that dose. So long story short, to give you a a quick rundown of what that says, is they knew what was going to happen. They knew that each dose that somebody got, they had an increased risk of having an enlarged heart, having blood clots, having whatever else, and they still pushed. And not only did they push, but they destroyed your life if you didn't take it. So they destroyed your life if you didn't take it, knowing that it was going to harm you. What is that caused? What is that called? To me, that's called guilty. To me, that's called guilty of murder. To me, that's called guilty of coercion. To me, that's called guilt, uh, that is called guilty of, of violating human rights, violating civil rights. And there needs to be a financial, because there cannot be a physical um, punishment for them outside of you know putting them in jail or putting them to death. But there definitely needs to be a financial penalty levied against them and the country that released it, China, and the people that funded it, the NIH, Tony Fauci. There needs to be financial rep- um, uh, penalties put on them so badly that they are broken, picking up cans on the side of the street. Then they need to be prosecuted, put to jail, and then put to death. They need to take it all from them. How many people's lives did they destroy? How many people have they killed? How many athletes have fallen dead? And the worst part about it is, ladies and gentlemen, is as these COVID origin um, investigations continue and as secrets uh, continue to get out and things continue to get declassified, do you know where the arrows are pointing? They're pointing to the Chinese military. It's pointing to the Chinese military. The Wuhan lab's ties to the Chinese military are bursting into focus. So now, if we can pin down that the Chinese military, the CCP, and the military of the CCP were engaged in bioweapon warfare, if we can prove that, not only is it an act of war that deserves annihilation from us to them and from the people here who were involved in it, But it definitely deserves trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars of penalties. 
And the only candidate to start the show out with, we talked about the only candidate who's willing to hold these people responsible and release the January 6th prisoners. He's also the only candidate who is vowing to hold China responsible for it because he knows that's where it came from. Financially and physically, China needs to be held accountable. And so do the people like um, Francis Collins, Tony Fauci, Deborah Burks, you little scumbag. And we're coming for all of you. Bet that. Bet that we're coming for all of you. But the funny thing about that is, is somehow Biden continues to enrich the CCP. Even though he and his crackhead son and their crime family are under investigation that will lead to Obama. Just wait and watch. Even though we got all this stuff going on, uh, he's still bailing out the CCP. How do you ask? How do you, how do you, how do you, what makes you say that, Jeremy? Well, this right here. Because Biden's bailout of Silicon Valley Bank helped save investment flow to sensitive Chinese aerospace and defense ventures. Thank you, Joe Hoft. The South China Morning Post noted the bridge between SVB and China. The collapse of SVB has created a sense of panic within China's tech startup and venture capital sector as the leader as the lender, excuse me, SVB, served as a bridge between U.S. capital and Chinese tech entrepreneurs. Well, how about that? So the fact that Joe Biden, the illegitimate resident and thief, sniffer and thief, scumbag Beijing Biden, the fact that he bailed them out only ensured that the millions of dollars that are flowing to China, tech and, and, and defense strategy ventures continue to flow. So you say, what? Joe Biden bailed out the banks. You think he's bailing them out for the American people? No, he's bailing them out for his Chinese partners and he's using taxpayer money to do it. You're welcome. Thanks a lot, you non-81 million voters who stood in your four circles and voted for this man who's a pedophile. He is a pedophile. Real America's Voice wouldn't let Anna say that and no other news station will let anybody say that. But guess what? We're powered by the people. And if Ashley Biden's diary remains to be true, which it is, then Joe Biden is a pedophile. He's a pedophile. He's a crime boss syndicate. He, he sharts himself. He poops his pants. He doesn't know what his name is. And he is a meat puppet for Barack Obama. Bet that. And we're coming. Boy, what a show today, huh, guys? What a show today. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to go to this uh, next, and then we're going to kind of end the show because we've got uh, Unafraid with Mike Crispy coming up next. Glenn Youngkin, I thought he was good. What happened to Glenn Youngkin? Glenn Youngkin's gone woke, folks. Go woke, go broke. I want to thank the National File for this one because it's so true. And as you see there, Glenn Youngkin holding that transgender sign. Ready for this? Glenn Youngkin calls for gender-neutral bathrooms at a CNN town hall. What in the H-E double hockey sticks is happening? GOP Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, and yes, he's GOP, calls for more gender-neutral bathrooms to be added to schools during a CNN town hall in which he joined moderator Jake Tapper, yay, to field questions from students and parents on education issues. Glenn Youngkin was elected a pro-parental rights, uh, in a pro-parental rights wave, as Christina was just talking about. And now, ladies and gentlemen, he's changing it all up, and he's calling for more gender-neutral bathrooms. Of course he is. 
Of course he is. Everybody that was uh, afraid of him because he's a rhino, they were right. Let's cue that music, shall we? I'm a loser. What a scumbag. I'm a loser. And, and he's not, not what he appears to be. Let's go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Dumb, dumb award of the day for that rhino scumbag. We got, you know, there's so many rhinos out there, folks. We're going to get them all. We're coming after all of you. Bathrooms. Boys go to the boys' bathroom and girls go to the girls' bathroom. What you got there? What is this? Turk65 donated $500, only meant to donate $100. Also requested a happy birthday for Emma, 14 years old. Well, we're going to get that back to you. We're going to get you the $400 back to you. And if Rumble, uh, we're going to try to stop Rumble and get them to do it. If they don't do it, we'll get it to you as quick as we can. And by the way, happy birthday, Emma. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Emma. Happy birthday to you. And now we've got some winners here. Jackie Summers, you want a t-shirt? Thank you for playing the game that we did the other day. Planted by Waters, you want a t-shirt? Any t-shirt you want. Thank you for playing the game. Joe Bo, you want a t-shirt? And we got to send you Field of Greens. You win. Sonia Baxter, you win a t-shirt. Thank you very much for playing. Angel Mosscrip. You win a t-shirt. Thank you very much for playing. Kristen Donovan, you win t-shirts for the boys. Thank you very much for playing. And one more here, folks. Hold on. 43 Gators, you win the Armor of God wooden plaque. 43 Gators, you win the Armor of God wooden plaque. If I shouted out your name, please email lfabusiness21 at gmail.com. Put it in the chat. lfabusiness 21 at gmail.com. Do not email that email for anything else or you will be blocked. I'm just saying. You guys won. Thank you very much for playing. God bless each and every one of you. And remember, folks, as always, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Mike Crispy, unafraid, coming up next. And you know Trump won and you know it. Please visit JeremyHarrell.com. Thank you guys very much. Have a great, great weekend. Make sure you check Will Johnson at 5 o'clock tonight. Mike Crispy coming up next. God bless. Peace. Business-wise, doing now.